Of course you did. It's your favorite baseball podcasters back for another season. And we've added somebody new to the show. So it's just going to get even more fun. We have three guys, three baseball experts, claim to be experts at least, on the new show. Welcome to a new episode, a new season of Touch Em All. I am your host, Hayden McDaniel. Alongside me, as always, the Latino lady magnet himself, Mr. Jose Del Rijo. And I don't know, I haven't come up with a nickname for him yet, but he's the only friend I have that's taller than me. The only friend that I actually have to look up to because I have no choice. But anyways, Mr. Josh Thompson, you probably saw him on the free agency prediction show filling in for Jose earlier back in like November. But he is back full time on the Touch Em All show. Josh, welcome to the show. This is the first time as a trio that we have done this today. We're going to be covering all the new stuff that has happened in the offseason, and boy, is it a lot of stuff. We are talking about the pitch clock, the bigger bases. We're going to recap the World Baseball Classic and give a little glimpse of what we're looking forward to in the 2023 baseball season. Guys, we are getting very, very close. It has probably been the longest offseason of all time which is what happens when the Phillies go to the World Series because you just you, you had to hear about it from their fans for a very long time. But anyways, that's in the past now. We're only looking forward. How excited are we? I am super excited. It's been a long time, Hayden. This is always fun. Um, and, you know, a new season, everything resets. Nothing's guaranteed in baseball, and that's the beauty of it. Um, hoping to see the Phillies – uh, and second to last place, and of course the Mets hopefully in last place, and hopefully we get to go back to the World Series because we should have been there last year. Yeah, I mean this this off season has felt so long for some reason. I don't know why. Last season, last season's off season was really long because of the lockout, but this year it just seems longer. For some reason, I don't know if it's because I've been heavily invested in the competition battles and spring training or what. Man, this offseason has felt like forever. Josh, welcome to the show again as now a full-time member of the show. Looking forward to the 2023 season? Oh, absolutely. You know, everybody is saying they like to see football season and they want football season to come back. I'm the exact opposite. Give me baseball season every time. Exactly. I agree with you. Offseason did feel long, but I think we say that every year. Every time yep. the offseason comes, it feels like it's longer than it should be. Absolutely. And this year, it just seems like with all the additions to everything in the sport, it's going to be a completely different game. It's going to take a while to get adjusted to all of this. I know, I've, as I've been watching a few spring training games, having to see a clock at the bottom of my TV screen, I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm watching basketball now with the shot clock. But anyways... That's what I'm jumping into first. We're going to talk about the pitch clock that has now been installed in all of baseball. We've seen it in the minor leagues for a few years now, but now Rob Manfred has decided this is going to be a great idea for the major leagues. And and Josh, I want to start with you as someone who has been a part of the sport in almost every capacity, umpiring, playing all these years. Are you a fan of the pitch clock? Do you think the pitch clock is going to be beneficial what are your thoughts on this? Because it's just 
it's one of those things, and we have not talked about this off the air at all. Neither of us, none of us have. So, Josh, I'm very interested to hear your thought process into the pitch clock and whether you think it's even going to benefit baseball. So, I feel that it's going to benefit in some ways and it's going to be detrimental in other ways. I think one of the biggest pros is it does speed up the game. And if you've been to a minor league baseball game in the past, what, three years they've had this pitch clock down there? They've been I think it? so. So, I think so. if you've been down, you feel like minor league games are quicker. They feel there's more flow to them. There's not a whole bunch of dead time between them. Right. And for me, that's nice. I don't want to be sitting in my seat for five minutes for half an inning for half an inning change. Right. Now, I think it's just going to take two. And I think whenever they implemented it in the minor leagues, it was the same thing. It took some time to get used to. You're right. not going to get used to it. You're not in a month. Right. Especially for major league hitters, they're not used to that, especially right. veterans. They've, they've been in the league for over two, three years. They can – I don't want to say they take their time, but they don't have to – they have more time than 20 seconds. Right. They seem like they've had unlimited time over the years. Right. I do see it being a – I see it being more a con. But I think this could – it depends on how you look at it. It could be a pro or a con, depending on what your view is on it. I think there's going to be a lot of gamesmanship used with this pitch clock. Because, right. as you know, batter has to be ready with eight seconds left, but the pitcher just has to throw before the clock hits zero. Right. And seeing this this year, we saw, um, if you remember, Max Scherzer used the yep. pitch clock to hit him. He was throwing hitters. And you know what? I didn't necessarily, from a gamesman's perspective, I had no issue with it because it was within the rules. Yeah. I mean. But I could see that being a problem and you some guys just get their feelings hurt about it, but I think it might be the only con about it. I see it being a beneficial thing down the road, but it's definitely going to take time to get used to. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. I I wasn't a fan at first, and I'm still struggling to get adjusted to it. My my The biggest thing I have seen in spring training so far with it is I have seen more it, it, as a disadvantage to the pitchers I have seen more four-pitch walks in spring training than I have ever. I mean, normally we see, you know, at bats, you, you see 3-0 counts, and then you see, of course, the pitcher throw one right down the middle for a strike, and it's a 3-1 count. And there's hard there aren't a lot of four-pitch walks in the major leagues anymore, but this pitch clock has seemed to have really caused those to increase, at least in spring training. I don't know if we'll see more of that in the regular season, but I've de- I'm definitely curious to see how some of these pitchers adjust to it, specifically as a homer, Max Freed. Um, but it's, it's going to be very interesting. Jose, we haven't forgotten about you over there. I know you're always very vocal about some of your thoughts and the, the changes to the game. I know you're a huge fan of Rob Manfred. Uh, <laughs> I've been his number one supporter since day one, since he was – elected as the baseball commissioner do you think he got this one right or is this one of another one of those manfred failures that's going to end up blowing up in his face well here's the thing i mean i wasn't even thinking about him but now that you brought him up let me just get going <laughs> <laughs> um he's done so much bad things to the sport that 
any good thing that he does, which I do think the pitch clock in the future, as Josh was saying, I think it'll present some issues here early on. But I think in the future, it's good for the game. But he's done so many awful things for the game that is he's really screwed up a lot of stuff that it's going to take a long time to fix. But without going into that rabbit hole, because we all know all the amazing things he's done. I, I really do think in the future, this will help the game. It will speed it up. I think it'll add more energy to the game. Um, I mean, you think about, I think for the fans, for fans perspective, you think about, you know, the eighth, ninth inning and you, I mean, as far as my understanding, it's still going to be the pit, same pitch clock. You got to go quick. You can't slow down, you know, I think it's going, that's where it comes possibly an advantage to the hitter potentially, yeah. right? Quick. You don't have enough time to think there's that pressure in the game and it's going to produce some, some big hits. Um, I do wonder, and I don't know what, what you guys think of this, how this will affect uh, again, how much of an advantage this will be for hitters. I right. know for some pitchers, it's going to be good for others. I mean, I'm thinking like uh, Kenley Jansen is, you know, or some of these pitchers that take their sweet time. Yep. I know that's going to be tough, but there's other pitchers we've heard out there who, you know, really take advantage of it. So it'll be interesting. I'm thinking it's going to be an advantage for the batters, uh, much faster, quicker to adjust, and not the pitcher just doesn't have that time to think. I mean, the, the beauty about baseball uh, is there's so much strategy to it, right? What's the next pitch? And you can have a, a long discussion of what the next pitch should be. And when it's a big high state game or it's a closed game and you got to, you got to throw it right away. Uh, you better be in sync with your catcher and you better be quick. Um, I think in the long run, it's going to speed up the game, you know, the time overall time. Right. But I think it's going to make it more exciting. I right. hope. Um, and of course there's going to be some disadvantages, right? I mean, like I was talking about on the pitching side, uh, they say that this is going to reduce injuries. I don't know how that's going to work for pitchers. Maybe so. Hopefully, it's good. I think it's worked okay in the minors, so I think it's going to be overall pretty good in the long run. I hope. That that's my hope too. Um, I um, it's taking me a while to get adjusted to it, but as I was watching Thursday, as I was watching the Braves and Mets in spring training, I happened to watch just kind of see how the pitchers were adjusting to it specifically A.J. Minter, because I know he's one that they were talking about takes a long time between pitches. I think his average last year was like 23 seconds in between pitches. And he – I mean, he seemed to be adjusting to it pretty well, but at the same time, it didn't really seem that much different. Um, I guess when you're watching again, I guess it doesn't really seem that much different until the violation occurs. Like, we've seen several violations already occur this year with the pitch clock between the pitcher – and the hitter, and so, I mean, I, I, to me, it didn't really look that much different at first, um, but I, I guess I haven't really seen enough of it to really get an idea of how I feel. At first, I was very vocal on social media about how much I hated it, especially because the Braves were the first victim to fall to the pitch clock. I guess that's probably why I didn't like it at first, but. Um, Overall, I, I'm hopeful that it's going to be good for the game. Am I optimistic? Eh, we'll, we'll see. But I, I, I hope it works out, and I hope it doesn't cause injuries, and I hope that it doesn't 
you know, I hope it doesn't stir more fans away like other stuff Manfred's done uh, has caused. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's one of those things. It's going to take some time to get adjusted to it. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I hope it works out because, you know, there are certain times when we're at the ballpark until 11 o'clock, 1130, and have to be at work the next day. So as citizens, yeah, I mean, hopefully it works out. And we can get these – I mean, I'll, I can sit and watch baseball for 10 hours a day. But at the same time, I mean, maybe – You want to know what will cut down the game times faster, just even in the postseason themselves? Commercials? Commercials. Yeah. Nobody's talked about it. Yeah. Of course not. That's where all the money comes in. But, gosh, I mean, I don't know what it is. Is it a minute 30 per pitching change? I mean, those games in the playoffs – what go at least four hours it's yeah insane. yeah and Sorry. i mean that's gonna be the thing too like in a postseason game you're gonna have that pitch clock hopefully players are adjusted to it by then you know i'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping by the postseason that players are adjusted to it because could you imagine a player taking too long and Game six of the division series, or game six, not the division series, the NLCS or ALCS, and that costing you a trip to go to the World Series or in the middle of an at-bat where, like, bases are loaded and it's a two-run game. I mean, that that's where I'm curious. I'm hoping that, that, that the adjustment is made by then. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I – if you want to, if you want to speed the game up, you, you, yeah, I've been vocal about that too. Commercials, even though some people say I'm not being realistic when I talk about them, yeah, I mean, they've taken up a long, a lot of time in the game. But you know, that's just my armchair opinion. It never, Rob Manfred has never listened to a thing I said, even when I saw him face to face on opening day last year. It was only for 15 seconds, but it was. The best 15 seconds of my life because I voiced my displeasure towards him. But um, anyway, I, I, I'm just I, – I obviously, I don't have a lot of thoughts on it yet because I'm still trying to process it even as we're sitting here talking about it. But I'm, I'm hoping that, you know – I mean, they want to see the game speed up. Apparently, they're not happy with how long these games are going. Maybe this will work out. But if it doesn't, then you're going to – you're in for a rude awakening once again. Um, but another thing that's changed now in the league, though, is bigger bases. Is this going to cause more runners to steal bases, specifically a guy like Ronald Acuna or trying to think of another Tatis or Juan Soto? Is this going to is this going to tempt guys to steal more bases or is it a waste of time to large, make these bases even bigger than they are already were? And I'll start with Jose on this one. What do you think of the bigger bases? I I like it actually. Uh, I mean, I it's gonna add that factor. I've always liked uh, runner stealing bases. Oh, yeah. It just makes it so much exciting. And I don't know if you remember when Ron Lacuna was going for that uh, what was it forty for forty race. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just exciting. Yeah, and it was. a team that can steal like that's how it used to be. I mean, yep. but. It's a team that can st- uh, steal and get just just a couple base knocks here and there. 
they're a, they're a scary team. Yeah. And uh, you have all this young talent, like you were mentioning Acuna and you know all these other players around the league. I think it'll be good. Um, I could see I could see the criticism towards it. You know, um, it's going to make it easier and how that affects the pitching and. Um, think about all these pitchers who are really slow to the plate or have a terrible pickoff throw. Um, it's going to make it interesting. I like it, though. Yeah. Josh, what do you think about this so far? Have, are you a fan of these new bases, or do you think it's not even going to make a difference? So I agree with Jose on this one. I think there's going to be more steals. But to an, I say there's going to be more steals. There's going to be more to an extent. <clears throat> Right. Want more steals. I agree with Jose. I think the game more exciting. It's part of small ball, like bunting, stealing, et cetera. But there's not a whole lot of that in the game anymore. Right. It's home, home runs or strikeouts. So yeah. I, think, I think you might, might try it. Like your guys like Ronald Acuna. Um, you have Billy Hamilton in there. You got Bobby Witt. You got these faster guys, 100%. I think they're still going to do it. Oh, yeah. They're still going to try it. It's going to help them out, I think, a little bit. But if you got your guys who you usually don't steal, I don't think they're still going to steal anyway, even right. with the bigger bike. Right. Um, I think one of the reasons they got the bigger bases was for the runner's lane interference at first base. Yeah. One, one reason they do have the bigger bases to try to combat that problem. But the issue is, and I see both sides of it. But you just said at the episode, I am, I was an umpire. I've done it. You have to run within the runner's lane the last 45 feet to the base, and then you have a step or two to step on first base. Right. But that doesn't make any sense. The base is in fair territory. You got You start running in a straight line fair, then you have to go foul, then you can go back to fair. That's not a straight line. Right. So unless you're going to – and the only way you're ever going to combat that problem, I think, is do what softball does, and you have one side of the bag on fair, one side of the bag on foul, but I don't think that's ever going to happen, and quite frankly, I don't want it to because I think right. that makes things – Right. Do you think this is going to play into more strategy late in the game? Another thing I talked about with pitch clock, you know, close game, bases loaded, one or two run game, and, you know, the pitch clock runs out or whatever. But in this aspect, does this strategy, does this play into more strategy? Like, you know, you mentioned, Josh, you mentioned Billy Hamilton earlier. You know, he's not a guy that you have in your everyday starting lineup, but he is a guy you'll have come in late in the game. Say, if there's a catcher, if, a, if the catcher gets on base in the ninth inning, he's a guy you bring into the game in a one run game to, you know, try to, steal a run do you think this is going to play more into that and is this is this going to factor into some of the guys who you know make the team out of spring training because of their speed is this going to cause team guys to teams to pick up those guys just to basically try to steal bases in the ninth inning to try to score runs i would say yes and no that depends on who your general manager and your managers are depends on yeah. what they want to do yeah i mean it's it i, I think it's going to play for an interesting strategy um, because if you look at it, I mean, I'm looking at a team that is going to benefit. And of course I'm being a homer here. I think it could benefit the Braves very well. Cause if okay. you want to think, if you want to think about this for a second, you were talking about gamesmanship earlier too. 
if you put Ronald Acuna and Michael Harris one two at the top of the lineup, you're t- you're two fastest runners by far. And you know, every it seemed like every year or last year, teams were constantly trying to throw over to first to try to pick off Acuna. And if you add a Michael Harris to a two spot, I mean, with the bigger bases, both of them trying to steal. There could be a little more gamesmanship in that aspect, too, taking bigger leads, knowing that, you know, the pitcher can't throw over. Is it more than three times now that the pitcher can't throw over to first and in a bat? So if I remember right, you get two disengagements per at bat, and on the third one, if you do not retire, the runner is a balk. Wow. Wow. So does that – I mean, does that play a factor into this, too? Like, I mean – Yes. That – that if you have Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna at the top of your lineup, both of those guys who love to take big leads, both to love a little bit of gamesmanship. Oh man, the Braves could be stealing some early runs early in games, and you know that. Ooh, that could be a big benefit to our hometown team this year. But anyways, yeah, I, do I? I was going to say, I think the disengagements, the a number of times you can do it, I think that's going to play more into your strategizing with stealing bases than the bigger bases themselves. Right. I, I would agree with that. I would 100% agree with that. I'm I'm very curious to see how all this is going to play out in the long run because this could be this could be very interesting. I mean, to us, we see it on TV all the time. We don't think the bases are uh, – we're, we're not really going to pay attention to the bases and see how big or small they are. But when you're scoring three or four more runs per game because of the bigger bases, just, you know, it, it could be it could be interesting. I think Anyways. the big thing here uh, is late innings, and yeah. it reminds me of that World Series steal. Was it was it Aussie? Was it the World Series or the NLCS? If it was, I think it might have been the World Series because we all got free tacos from Taco Bell. Because Ozzie, yeah, yeah okay, up. okay, that's right. That was that was one. I'm thinking of the NLCS uh, stolen base from Aussie, and then when we came back in uh, the second game in Atlanta, um, and he stole the base. I think if I'm mixing up games, I may be. But what I'm trying to get at is um, that's 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 the big thing, and and I don't really know how much um, this is going to increase steals. I mean, we we're going from 15 square inches to 18. It's not massive. I was reading that. And AAA, they experienced about a 2.2% increase in successful steals, which is pretty small, but right. it could be something. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, a team like the Braves who are speedy like that, I mean, think, you get a walk and a, and get a guy can steal hopefully a little bit easier. Or at least they can – and think about this, maybe not even steal a base. Right. If they can get that pitcher afraid and know right. they only got three times they can throw over there. Right. Uh, that changes the dynamic right there. You got somebody mm-hmm. who's just taking them off their, you know, making them nervous or whatever, getting them off off track of what they're trying, you know, at the batter at hand. I think in the late innings, that may be something. Um, I, I This goes, and, and just to go back to the pitch clock thing, I think what Major League Baseball is trying to do, I don't know if it will be accomplished, we'll see, is add more uh, athleticism to the game, more, more action, and just – and I hope those these rules can these new rules can do that to the game because um, that's only going to benefit the, the the sport you know as overall. Right. I, I I hope so too. I hope both of these things work out. I mean, we're still going to have some games that go over two and a half hours because 
there's always going to be extra innings. And of course they've tried to speed that up with the runner with the ghost runner on second, which I'm still not a fan of to this day. I don't know if I'll ever be a fan of it. I don't like it, but, um, but they've already tried that. And now you're adding more, like you said, more athleticism. I'm hoping that that kind of causes it to be a little more exciting. We'll see. I'm like I said, I'm, Cautiously optimistic that eventually these will work out and that eventually I'll become a bigger fan of these things. I'm I'm all for extra steal like stealing more bases. I'm all for more action on the base paths. So I'm I'm excited to see how that works out. Like I've been mentioning, especially for our team and the speedsters that we have and Acuna, Harris, Ozzy. Um, Rosario's not very not slow um, and then you've got I'm, I'm not sure of Sean Murphy's speed uh, he's been compared to a JT Real Muto so maybe we actually have a catcher that can run a little bit um, but it's I'm, I'm very I'm very optimistic on that end pitch clock's going to take some time to get adjusted to but if I can see more action on the field for those fans that always say baseball's too boring maybe tune in a little bit and you know maybe be open to the idea of becoming a baseball fan once again, because uh-huh. uh, it could be entertaining anyways. So, so we have all these changes and we've been benef- they've been implemented through spring training, but one particular area where this wasn't implemented, if y'all noticed was the world baseball classic. And we're going to hey, talk hey, about just- the world baseball classic a little bit. Do what? Hey, there was one more change we hadn't gone over. I don't know if you, you or Jose even thought about it. What? The shift. No, I, you know, I thought about that a minute ago. I that's thought huge. about that a minute ago. That's, I think that's, that's bigger than the other two rules we just talked about. Yeah, and that's huge for guys like uh, – uh, especially a lot of left-handed hitters are going to really benefit from that being banned. Um Freddie Freeman, I mean, he already hits 300 every year, but now he's probably going to hit like 425 and, you know, have 200 RBIs because of it. We've seen it already with Matt Olson in spring training. I mean, the dude has been tearing the absolute cover off the ball. I keep saying we need to just go ahead and send him to Atlanta and so he doesn't get hurt anymore during spring training. But, yeah, the banning of the shift. Josh, I'm going to start with you on this one. How do you feel about it? So, I do think I'm back and some days I'm some days I'm for banning the shift, some days I'm not. I mean, because think about with the banning with the shift, it is a strategic thing. That's yep. where it came from. You read, you look at the information on the hit, and then you put your players where they're going to hit the ball so you can get outs. That's baseball. Right strategy part of baseball i know the the shift can be very frustrating i'm aware of that the strategy part of baseball right so i think from a baseball standpoint it might be a pain now from a fan standpoint and i know those especially who want to see a lot of offense see a lot of runs this could be very beneficial right it's going to be going to be more interested in the game there's going to be more action like jose was saying a minute ago but there's also one thing that I've also thought about with this shift. Yeah. I'm just spring training already. The outfield shift where the they move the outfielders around or whatever. 
field shift. The only, from what I understand, the rule with the shift this year is you have to have two fielders on each side of second base. You know, you draw on a match down second, and you have to have two fielders on the dirt at the time of pitch. But it does not say anything about outfielders. They can be wherever. Now, I think in some ways I could see that being beneficial, but now – if you got a power guy uh, like Joey Gallo, he was we. He's probably the most victim of the shift. <laughs> over for real. Think, oh, think about Joey Gallo. If you bring the right in, and Joey Gallo hits a line drive down the right field line, and they're in the right fielder's end, and the center fielder's probably probably right center field. That's still a long way to get that ball. Right. Joey, Joey Gallo's not the fastest, but he's also not the slowest either. So you might – I could see him benefiting from it. And that's one of the strategies you got to think about. Like, are you willing to have a ball hit over your head? Do you trust right. other outfield to get the ball in time? Right. And, I mean, yeah, that that's something – yeah, I haven't really thought about to an extent because if you move a right fielder up to second base – that could that could lead for a disaster. Um, yeah, I man, that's gonna be something to be in, uh, intrigued about. I know over the years, Josh, you've heard me complain about the shifts when it doesn't go my team's way, but that does take a little. It, it does cause more. I don't know. I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about this because. I like the strategy involved in the shift, but yeah, I don't know if I would want to risk moving any of my outfielders up and leaving a wide gap out there in right field. I just, I, I can't wrap my head around the possibility of, you know, sac- giving up, risking the possibility of giving up an extra run because I decided to move my outfielder, you know, an extra 100 feet into the up the second base because now that means routine the what could be routine fly balls could also just drop in the middle of right field too if you think about it if the right fielders moved up i mean you can just there's so many scenarios that are going through my head right now that i'm thinking about that this could lead for a potential disaster so i don't know like the shift was like i said it was very good for strategy it was just frustrating anytime you know any of our players would, you know, hit into the shift and ground out when it could have been another single leading to a run into a big inning. But, you know, at the same time, you got to have strategy in any kind of competition. And I think the shift being banned, it adds more, but it also takes away a little bit of strategy. So that's going to be another thing I got to get used to. And that's one thing I've got to really try to wrap my head around is trying to figure out this whole thought process on the shift and I don't think I'll have an idea of it until about June or July to be honest with you until about the all-star break is when I'll really know how I feel about this shift but Jose I know you and I've talked about this a lot how are you feeling on the shift chain on the uh, banding of the shift yeah um it's tough it's tough because you love it when it's when you're on defense yep you know and you can get out of an inning Yep. Uh, and then when you're in a in a big inning and you really need to score runs, uh, 
you know, you hate that it's there, you know. Um, and some players, I'm thinking of like the Freddie Freemans of the world, you know, he struggled at the beginning of it and then he started really adjusting to it and became good. But uh, it's tough. I think, again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. They want to make the game more exciting. And I think that's just going to mean more runs. And that's what they're trying to go for. Um, and I think that's their strategy right here, trying to get rid of it. What it will do and how it will look in the real world, I guess it's, we're just going to have to find out because you're right. It can create a mess, as, as you guys were discussing um, there in the outfield and things like that. I hope it's good again, again, because there's those times where there's that momentum. You've been at the ballpark where it is loud. It is, you know, and, you know, the guy hits right into the shift. And that that never used to happen, right? That was never part of the game right. until, until – you know, started getting implemented in the course, why not do the shift, right? The numbers are there. So in a way, for the baseball traditionalists out there, uh, this is great for them. <laughs> Everything else that we discussed tonight, they probably hate. Right. Uh, but I think it's going to be good because I want the game to be more exciting. I don't know what the numbers were, but I know in the last couple seasons, going back to the base stealing, we've had significantly less base deals than right. 10 years ago. And I, and I don't know the numbers on, on uh, runs, but I know that offensively the numbers have been lower across the league, I believe. Um, of course, there's probably many, many different factors contributing to that. The game changes, and that's the beauty of it as well. So I'm, I'm excited to see what going back to that no shift or, you know, now it's a rule. You can't really do it. I'm excited right. to see what it does. I, I hope it brings excitement to the game. Uh, I myself love i'm I'm more i'd rather go see a game that's you know 10 to 8 than a pitcher's duel that's just right. me i know there's other people who love pitching duel and i can respect that because you know you like a, a pitcher's duels here and i there. think depending on the pitcher i think that's how i that kind of dictates how i feel about a pitcher's duel like if it's josh and i saw max freaking corbin burns in a really good okay. pitcher's duel last year i I, those kind of pitchers duels, I don't mind. If it's Max Freed, Sandy Alcantara, if it's those guys, the guys oh, yeah. who are Cy Young candidates every year, I don't mind seeing a pitchers duel. But if it's you know two guys I've never really cared to or don't really you know care to watch pitch, I don't really care to see the pitchers duel. I love the offensive outbreak, especially if it's two really good offensive teams. But, right. Um. But I agree with you. I, 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 to some extent, I agree with you. I, pitchers' duels can be boring if it's one of those things where, you know, teams are just you know soft hitting soft grounders the whole entire game, and it's a nothing to nothing game. If it's a three to two game, and you know both pitchers went seven innings and saved the bullpen arms, that's another thing. Especially if it's like a Max Freed, Corbin Burns, or yeah. Jacob De- Jake DeGrom, Sandy Alcantara, something like that. I mean, you you of love course. seeing the you love seeing pit you love seeing good pitchers get into duels and seeing, you know, which pitcher's gonna break. Because neither of them really ever none of those guys ever really break in a big game. But it's just like that one change that one little soft grounder infield hit or whatever can change the whole entire game, but I'm with you. I, I want to, I would like to see more 10, seven, 10, eight games. I'd like to see, I'd, I'd like to see more 
I would like to see a little bit more action. If, if the shift's going to get banned, I want to see it work out to where it, especially our team, score more runs when, I mean, we have one of the best lineups in all of baseball. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you, Jose. I'm with you to the, in that extent. But, anyways, continue what you were saying after I rudely interrupted you. But um, No, you're good. I mean, what I'm getting at, it, and at, at we, I think everybody, in the, at least people who really love the game, enjoy those big duels with big right. names and young talent. Um, you know, we've seen, we've seen these games. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of the World Series back when Ian entered. So, what did, did he take that no-hitter all the way to the seventh? He took – then he got pulled after five no hit innings, and I think the no hitter, if I'm not mistaken, went all the way to the eighth inning. Right, yeah. and I remember just looking because I was sitting next to Andrew. You were obviously uh, section over with your dad, and I don't think a lot of people in the ballpark realized what we were about to see. You know, I'm I right. Was, wow, first of all, it was my first World Series game, and to think that this might be a no hitter, right? I, I exactly. just it was it was crazy. So something like that, you know, like that kind of duel. That's fun, right? It is it, the crowds engaged every out, every strike. Um, but I'm just talking overall, just in, in overall the, the season. You want there to be action. You want there to be a lot of hits or excitement. And I it goes. I think all these these new rules with the base paths with the pitch clock, hopefully brings some of that back. Of course, we don't want this to be you know twenty to. 19 games every night or something drastic like that. We never go home. Yeah. We want what I want in the game is, is, is more of a, a faster paced, aggressive, uh, I guess, a, a fl- more athleticism on the field. And I hope these rules bring that. Hopefully the shift banning it allows more of that. Um, and teams have to adjust, right? There's teams that can really, really benefit from the shift and, and others that don't. And even just in the pitching level and, and hitting level, right? Individually. Um, there has to be a lot of adjust, adjustment. So I think this coming year, there will be a lot of criticism pro- probably for all these rules or each one in its own right. But I think in the long run, as the game starts to adjust to it, I think it's going to help. I think go, all goes back to the speed of the game, the athleticism that we want to see. So hopefully that's what happens. Yeah. And in the long run, are is the MLB trying to take analytics out of the game? Is that one thing we're trying to see and trying to make it where it's just because, you know, we see a lot of moves be met, get made towards the end of the games based on analytics. It's based on, OK, this is who we want. This is who we want up there in this situation. And because the numbers, the numbers, it's a big it's a big numbers game. It's become a big numbers game over the five over the last five years. Are we try? Are they trying to take that away? Are they trying to? take numbers out and just get the best guys out there and the game be played based on the, who's the better team or are they, is it just one of the, is it one of those things to add more excitement? You know, that's one thing I've thought about because I've always been anti analytics because you know, you, you see a move get made and it's like, Oh, this guy's done well against this guy in the past. So this is why we put him up there in that situation. And now with the shift being banned does that take away more of an analytical factor of it that's one thing i'm trying to like i've been really trying to work through some of these changes as a fan because i want i want to adjust to them and i want to like them because i'm just i'm all three of us we're all avid fans and is this something that's you know is are they trying to take the analytic factor out of it and just play baseball 
Right. I guess we'll we'll all of us will be uh we'll wait and see, right? <laughs> right. Anybody's guess is 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 as good as the other, yeah, cuz uh yeah, we don't know. Uh once we're right into the deep of things, I'm sure we'll right. We'll have some complaints of of things and and hopefully MLB adjusts to the complaints and things like that. Um hopefully. But, yeah, for sure. Anyway, if you're running short on a little bit of uh, – we're running a little short on time. I wanted to talk about the World Baseball Classic, but I feel like we could go all day about that because it was incredible. We got to see Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani for literally 